Hey, this is Dave from the Superhero Speak podcast, and you're listening to the Nerd Podcast Mafia, entertainment your ears can't refuse. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You are thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 205 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Citizens of the interwebs, hello. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Welcome to another quantum podcast. You guys just add the word quantum to everything around here? <laughs> you... The listener are listening to So Wizard Podcast. Three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly. This week we're going to talk some nerdy news, and then we've got a full review and reaction to the newest movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Ant Man and the Wasp. But before we get into all that, how's everyone doing this week? Markellis slash Marcus slash Mark Ellis Regans. How are you doing this week? Oh, I'm good, man. I'm really good. I've been uh catching up on my netflix i finished uh luke cage season two and um i are you still working on it joey yeah um last night i sat down and just said i'm gonna force myself to get through episode one because <laughs> it's like very slow yeah first episode was very slow and it was really gross when it's not really a spoiler but shades is dating mariah yeah and it's really gross and uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> I had already tapped out once when I tried to watch the first episode, but I powered through it, and I'm glad I did because it picked up right at the end, and then it's been good since then. So now I'm on episode three. Oh, three. Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah, I finished it, and you know it does have a little bit of the same problems I think from season one as as far as uh, the amount of material versus how many episodes they're making. But uh, I like season two a lot better than season one. I really liked it. I wasn't a big fan of season of episode two, where all of a sudden it's like a commercial for ESPN. Oh, yeah. It's like, hello, we will be featuring this on the six. Also featured on ESPN on the six. <laughs> <laughs> Please tune in to ESPN to watch the six. Thank you. Now back to Luke Cage. Right. I think that show got canceled already, too. So Yeah, I know. It, it was funny seeing him there on screen. I'm like, does that show even exist anymore? It was really bad. I know that (laughs) Luke Cage was smart to run away as fast as possible (laughs) in the opposite direction. So anyway, (laughs) Aubrey. Yeah. Talk to us. How is stopping games treating you? Um, Have you stopped games yet? Have they stopped? I I actually so um, there was a family that came in and um, they had a young child with them. And they decided to let this young child run throughout the store and destroy everything. And I let it go. But then they took all of the games off of one shelf. Every single game they took off one shelf. And they stacked them all together. And just this entire row of games was empty. And I was like, do not snap. Just do not (laughs) snap. So I picked up all the games. And I brought them with me to the register because I was getting a system for somebody. I brought them to the register with me so I could fix it later. And the kid stood next to the register screaming at me. And the parents 
again, did nothing. And so I just continued on with my conversation with the customer. He's having a fit. He's stomping his feet. He's crying. He's screaming at me. And the only thing I could think of while this child was doing this was if Noah was ever in a store and he pulled the same maneuver, we would have been out half hour before that moment. And I think that's probably one of the worst things about retail when you're a parent is not saying anything. So were they, did they at least buy like a shit ton of games? Why did no, they let their kid like go nuts? they didn't buy a single thing. What? Oh, fuck yeah. that. Yeah, they did not buy a single thing. Yo, Arbor, I'm going to get you like a uh, Infinity Gauntlet. And whenever you see a kid acting up, just uh, snap your fingers. <laughs> point you know, it, it just drives me nuts because like if that was my child, that would not be happening. So it blows my mind that people just let their children do that. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it all. I don't think I've seen it that bad. It's been a while since I've had to work at retail. So I, I feel for you. I really do. When my um, when I used to work at Blockbuster and my buddy used to come in and um, his little daughter used to come in, I used to ask his little daughter to run up and down the aisles and just knock all of this shit off the shelves because yeah. he had to clean it up because <laughs> he worked there. <laughs> and it just blows my mind, you know, how can you just let your child sit there and scream for no reason? Yeah. People suck. Mm -hmm. There is to it. Yep. I don't miss working with the general public in any way, shape, or form. So, in fact, the thought of it makes me want to kill myself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I'm sure you're going to do great, Aubrey. Keep it up. Yeah, you'll you'll be fine. I'm I'm moving up quick. Wasn't hard. I already had the experience. There. That's what we like to hear. So. All right. So, yeah, I don't have anything interesting to report. I've been working and sleeping. I got to tell you, man, it took me almost like four or five days to recover from Comic-Con. And, and Really? Why is that? I don't, it was, you were, I don't know. It was I just, only there for like was, a day. I know. I was so tired all week <laughs> afterwards. And it was a rough week. So, But I'm good. I slept for like 17 hours today, so I'm ready to rock and roll. All right. So that's enough about that. Enough about me. Let's talk about us, the important things in life. Mark, why don't you tell the listeners, could be their first time, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com, where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, You'll also find movie reviews from yours truly, Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy Adam Wallinghawk. Uh, you also find some merchandise there. You can purchase some of our So Wizard Podcast t-shirts. Look good while you're representing the show. Um, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Uh, click on a big A, do your shopping, and receive your products. And that way you'll be helping out So Wizard too. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have our Facebook, we have our Twitter, and we have our Instagram there. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and uh, you know give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, You can also find us on the Stitcher radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, and you can also stream us through my favorite app, Spotify. Uh, You can also find our new show. I'm sorry. You can also find other shows uh, as cool, if not better than ours on a fantastic website called the Nerd Podcast Mafia dot com website. Uh, Shout out to the Nerd Podcast Mafia. Code 45, Fans on Patrol, Nerdtastic Podcast, Not Another Nerdy Podcast, Open All Powers, and Superhero Speak. Back to you, Joey. We the only game to run the game in high heels.
So for fifty dollars, we could do a cuddle. For a hundred dollars, we could do pretty much ain't pretty much near anything. I don't do anal though. I do anal. It cracks me I think up. That's one of my favorite sound drops <laughs> all time. <laughs> all right, uh, let's uh, let's get into some news, Mark. Let's 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 do this. Yo, pump it up! It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, Mark Ellis, what have you brought for us this week? All right, so this week in nerdy news. Uh, it looks like we have another star set for the uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse animated film. Uh, Nick Cage, Nicholas Cage, will be voicing Spider-Man Noir, I believe. Nicholas Cage is no stranger to uh, superhero roles. Uh, him being a uh, obviously older Spider-Man is very interesting. I wonder if he's gonna be like that classic, like a uh, weird Nick Cage from like Face Off. That's what I'm hoping for. I like the dude. I got no problems with it. I, I think this is pretty cool. What do you think of Nicolas Cage joining the Spider-Verse? Uh, let's start with Aubrey. It's, it's fucking weird. I don't I don't know how that's going to be. It just seems super weird. Do you like Nicolas Cage? Uh, when he's like, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He did. He was in, he was in Kick-Ass, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Doing a great yeah. Adam West impersonation. Yeah, he did really good in Kick-Ass, but... Everything else, he's just kind of odd. He's been doing really weird lately. He's kind of like uh, Joaquin Phoenix in a way. Mm, good point. Good point. Uh, Joey, what about you, man? Uh, that's fine. I'm down. That sounds really cool. I'm excited for his turn as Superman in Teen Titans Go <laughs> to the movies. <laughs> I was gonna, um, I was gonna bring that up too. So, you know, that's fine. There's literally nothing to even be worried about with this. Um, good for him getting into some voice acting stuff. It's very easy to do. He could probably do it over Skype <laughs> and, you know, get paid for not doing anything because, you know, that's what he does now. He, he's got he's got to make that money. So he's every time you go to Redbox, there's three more movies with him in it. <laughs> They've shown up and, you know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's not exact. It's not exactly like there's some big uh, Spider-Man noir fan base that he's going to be pissing off if he does a bad job. So. Right. Right. And I'll bet he's going to be awesome as Superman, too. And um Teen Titans go to the movies. I bet he's going to be great in that. I'm sure he will be. I'm sure he'll be fine. It's too bad he's too old to really be in a Marvel movie. Who would you want him to play if he was to come in a Marvel Cinematic Universe? Who would Nick Cage play? Uh, J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> no, I think we already have that person cast. Um, <laughs> Aubrey. Miss Marvel. Yeah. Uh, Ghost Rider. Wolverine. What? Um, I honestly, I don't know. I'd say Brainiac, but Brainiac's DC. It'd be funny as Brainiac. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, he'd be really good as Brainiac. And that would get him into a Superman movie in live action. Yeah, buddy. I like that. Aubrey, I think you just put something out into the universe. (laughs) Let's see if it happens. (laughs) It only took 205 weeks to get a Venom movie, so... (laughs) Uh, I think I think he should play Kang the Conqueror in Phase Four as the big uh, Avengers vol- villain. I think that would be great. Aren't they threatening to actually put Kang in one of these movies? They have to get the rights back from Fox first, oh. and then 
they'll, they'll need him if they're going to do Young Avengers. But, you know, that's a whole st- another story for another time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So basically, there's nothing, not a, a lot of news this week, just a lot of casting stuff. So, like I said, in casting news, we also have a villain for the Hobbs and Shaw Fast and the Furious spinoff. It looks like Idris Elba is going to be joining the uh, testosterone-filled Hobbs and Shaw Fast and the Furious cinematic universe. Uh, I remember him joining the uh, Star Trek universe, being a villain, and that went great, kind of. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this one, Joey. Does casting Idris Elba in this movie make you any more excited for it? Um, No, but um, now it's maybe there's potential that my wife might go see it with me now. (laughs) And tell tell her Luther is in it. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's an awesome actor, so that's cool. I, I'm sure he won't be doing much acting. Maybe he's just going to be, like, chewing the scenery like crazy. And uh, that's fine. Anything that can that can happen to make this more like a bad 90s direct-to-video action movie, I'm, I'm down. So mm-hmm. We'll see. It's going to walk that fine line. Aubrey, how do you feel about Idris joining the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff? What happens, Keys? <laughs> I mean, I like him, but... It doesn't really change my opinion about anything. No, it doesn't amp it up at all? No, not at all. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So the Hobson Shaw movie is going to be directed by uh, one of the guys that was behind John Wick, the first John Wick movie. And with John Wick Part 3 coming out, we have a title for it. You would think with the second one being John Wick Chapter 2, the new one would be John Wick Chapter 3, but that is not the case. The title of the next John Wick movie is John Wick 3 Parabellum. It's an odd choice. I think it's unusual. I kind of want to see what the poster is going to look like. Aubrey, how do you feel about John Wick Parabellum as a title? I don't care. (laughs) Should have known. Should have known. Joseph. Is there even a three in this title at all? No? Yeah, yeah. John, John Wick 3 Parabellum. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. At least they aren't getting away from numbers, but... I don't even know what a parabellum is. It means per- it's when two lines run <laughs> next to each other, but they don't touch, right? Uh, yeah. Sure. That's perpendicular. Uh, or uh, parallel. My bad. Uh, parabellum means prepare for war. A word war. that's spelled the same backwards and forwards. <laughs> is it something like uh, that's aligned with the brain? Something in the brain? No. It means prepare for war. What? <sighs> That means it's going to get bloody. Uh, we also have Halle Berry in the movie, too, so I don't know. I don't know if that amps anyone's excitement. It does mine. I don't care about Halle Berry, but I am 100% all in on this movie. I don't care if it was called John Wick 3 Dick Shitting Nipples. <laughs> I'd be there day one. So John Wick 3 Ragnarok. I think they had to <laughs> scrap that one. All right. All right. So uh, in other casting news, and this isn't. Uh, for real, this isn't like official yet, but it's it's in the it's in the ether. So I have a feeling it's going to happen. Uh, Carrie Russell is in talks to join episode nine. Um, as we all know, J.J. Abrams is back behind the camera. Uh, him and Carrie Russell go back way back to like Felicity days. Uh, she was also in Mission Impossible three. Nudge nudge. So I think it's pretty cool. I like Carrie Russell. I think she's uh, she's a, a good actress. Um, I caught a little bit of the Americans, but I heard that was a, a pretty good show. I'm excited for her to join the Star Wars universe. Uh, Joey, Carrie Russell, what do you got? Uh, I heard she's going to show up as a new character with pink hair that just yells <laughs> at the characters you actually like and then gets to steal a heroic moment from p- 
people that you would actually want to have it. Ah, so she's going to play what's her name's daughter. That's right. <laughs> Admiral Holdo. There you go. The little sister. That's right. No, I don't. I don't know. I, just give me the movie. <laughs> I don't care who's in it. <laughs> Honestly, put, I don't give a shit. I just put Jaleel White as Urkel in it, and you're all you're all about it. I, I'd be fine. Give yeah. me Tommy Wiseau in it. I don't give a shit. All right, Aubrey, are you a fan of uh, <laughs> Kylo Ren's true father? Is Tommy Wiseau? <laughs> uh, Aubrey, are you a fan of uh, Carrie Russell at all? I don't even know who that is. What <laughs> Felicity? Before there was a Felicity in Arrow. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so then uh, she's gonna cut her hair like in season two of Felicity, and everybody's gonna flip out. They're gonna save that for the end. (laughs) Okay, that's the big end of the trilogy. (laughs) They're gonna cut her hair. They're gonna shave Chewbacca, and it's gonna be Carrie Russell instead. Oh my god, dude! Actually, that'd be amazing. (laughs) Take by anything I've ever said. (laughs) It's actually it's gonna be (laughs) Rose Tico. (laughs) That's where she's been hiding from social media. Behind Carrie Russell's hair. Oh, yeah. oh poor Rose. I love Rose. All right. So, um, the dumpy jumpsuit market will never be the same <laughs> once these movies are over. Sorry, God. Right, so, then in like the last little bit of casting news, Top Gun 2 is happening. We all talked about that before. Uh, there was a coveted role to play Goose and whatever Meg Ryan's character was in the first one, uh, played her son. The role went to your friend and mine, Miles Teller. He of uh, Fantastic Four, Fantastic. Uh, he is actually a really good actor when he gets to do something cool. A whiplash is fucking amazing because he completely plays against type. I don't buy him as Goose's son, though. That seems very strange. But, you know... He's a name, so I guess that counts for something. Seeing him uh, go up against Tom Cruise could be fun. Uh, Joey, how do you feel about Miles Teller as Goose? Goose's son. Goose Jr. I don't know. I don't like that guy. He was in Fantastic Four. Yes, but he was also in Whiplash, which is amazing. Yeah, I thought Whiplash was going to be about um, <laughs> Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Mickey Rourke's bird. <laughs> I want my bird. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't care about, I don't care about Top Gun 2 and I don't care about Miles Teller. (laughs) Though I have not watched the, uh, movie he was in about boxing yet. So maybe that'll change my mind. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I'm going to get a table and then write Miles Teller's not a good actor. Changed my mind. That's right. (laughs) So Aubrey. Yeah. How do you feel about Miles Teller and Top Gun 2? I know you were psyched for Top Gun 2. And we already know about that. <sighs> Words cannot describe how excited I am for Top Gun. I'm so excited for Top Gun that you can just hear the ecstasy in my voice. Super excited for Top Gun. This is your excited voice? Yeah. Super excited. Love me some Tom Cruise. Uh, as for Miles Teller, I don't, I don't know. He's not He's not a horrible actor. I've seen him in a couple of things that I can't remember right now. Mm-hmm. That I didn't mind him in, but you saw him in Fantastic Four, didn't you? He was in something else though before that. What the hell else was he in that I saw him in? It was something. Something. Some some teen romance. Probably thing. probably some teen romance. I know I saw him in something. Divergent? Uh, no. Oh I shit. Didn't. That's yeah, right. He was in those movies. I oh, didn't God. watch those movies. Alright, I, I take it back. 
one good whiplash movie does not um, outweigh the uh, three awful divergent movies. Detergent. Damn it. And I don't even see anything that I've actually seen him in. What the hell have I seen? I know I've seen him in something, though. He was in a movie huh. with uh, Michael B. Jordan where mm-hmm. it's like a comedy, like romantic comedy about like breaking up with their girlfriends. Uh, I saw commercials for that. It was uh, in Footloose Remake. No, oh, I don't God. think I saw that. He was in, there was a couple of movies where he was opposite a girl. One time she was dying, I think. Actually, probably both times. Yeah, she heard she had to be in a movie with Miles Teller. <laughs> she started dying. His IMDb does not tell me anything that I would have seen. I don't know. It's weird. I know I've seen him in something, and he wasn't that bad. But well, that's all right. You're, you're probably not going to go see him in uh, Top Gun too. So never, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> as for caring about him starring opposite of Tom Cruise, I don't. All right. So then the, the last bit of news: Studios Legendary and Sunrise are joining together to co-produce a live-action Gundam movie. Uh, they, what? <laughs> They're keeping the uh, story beats under wraps, uh, but there is a producer on board, and it was officially announced at Anime Expo 2018. Nothing else is being said about this as of yet, but it it looks like it's officially starting to happen. Aubrey, live-action Gundam could be heading our way. What do you think? My body is ready, except they've created Pacific Rim, so it's like kind of the same thing. But my body is ready, guys. I'm super excited. Fantastic. I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it, too. I really like the second Pacific Rim. Joey, live action Gundam. Do, do you think this is actually going to happen this time? Uh, no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but uh, Aubrey, what series should they base it off of? Oh, G Gundam's really good. G Gundam would be a really good one. 0089 is also just as good. Uh, I want to say Gundam Wing, but that's like everybody's answer is going to be Gundam Wing. I'm sure they would do Gundam Wing, though, because it's more popular. There's a lot of different robots in it, right? Yeah. Merchandising. Yeah. So, they, I mean, they probably would go with Gundam Wing just because it's the most popular. Did you see Ready Player One? No, I have yet to see it. There's a live action Gundam in it for like 30 seconds. That's exciting. It's probably the closest we're ever going to get. Yeah. Yeah, I'll believe it when I'm sitting in the theater watching it, Mark, as well as the Robotech uh, live action adaptation. All right. The Robotech is definitely never going to happen. Uh, right. Because remember, Tobey Maguire was supposed to be in it. Right. <laughs> and then Leonardo DiCaprio or something. Yeah. No, Leon, yeah, Leonardo was going to do Akira and Tobey Maguire is going to do a Robotech. Right. Oh, I thought Leonardo was going to be Min May. <laughs> 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 He's great in everything. Um, yeah, I don't think this is going to happen, but I would want Gundam Wing as well. So, <laughs> Yeah, I love Gundam Wing. All right, so the uh, countdown starts here. Episode 2005, will there be a Gundam movie? Mark says yes. The other two say, well, Arbor, you say yes, right? You're on my side. I hope so. All right. 205, that- not, 200, not 2005. <laughs> I know it might feel like that, but. <laughs> we're going to start. We're, we're going to start the countdown now. All right, so then uh, the last bit of news, this is kind of sad. Uh, we lost a... Wait, wait, wait. Before you get into sad news, we have breaking news. Mark. Oh, oh. Welcome for a special news report. <laughs> <laughs> That's a blast from the past. All right, guys, breaking news, straight hot from the interwebs. Jeremy Renner joins Jamie Foxx and Todd McFarlane's Spawn. 
Ooh. Who is he going to be? He's gonna Jeremy be- Renner will be taking on the role of Detective Twitch Williams. Yes! And Todd McFarlane's Blumhouse adaptation of Spawn, starring Jamie Foxx as the titler, titlier anti-hero. That'll be interesting. Yeah, dude. As soon as you said Jeremy Renner, I knew he was going to play Twitch. That's perfect casting. Perfect. He looks well, like now, a hard-ass detective that's, you know, got the shit beat out of him. Well, now there's no way that Jen's going to go see this because she hates Jeremy Renner. Oh. <laughs> so he has a rat face. That's. I think Anna Kendrick has <laughs> a rat face. I mean, th- that's true, but. That's cool. All I, right. I like Jeremy Renner. I think that's awesome. Aubrey. How do you feel about this casting? I know you're the you're the spawn expert on the show. I'm really excited about that. I'm not excited about Jamie Foxx still. I think that that's a little disappointing. If if they can get a really good supporting cast, maybe he won't be so awful. But I'm a little weary now. I don't know. I think it bodes well for the script if we're getting two pretty decent named actors on this. Mm. You don't see Jamie Foxx and Jeremy Renner signing up to be in uh, Unfriended 2 Dark Web. Surprisingly, you don't see Jamie Foxx doing that. Yeah. Probably beatbox while he was doing it. Mark, you seem excited about this news. I am. Jeremy Renner, uh, let's not forget my man's an Academy Award nominated actor. Um, I was a fan of his since the SWAT movie. Uh, So, (laughs) yeah, I think think he's pretty badass, dude. I'm, I'm a fan of his. So, yeah, I'm psyched. I think it's really cool. I definitely want to – the anticipation for this movie just went up a notch with him. I think I can definitely see him as the uh, detective, kind of like um, like Brad Pitt's character in uh, Seven, you know, just kind of like trying to work work the case and trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. He, I think he'd be really good for that. Well, it can't be worse than Mark Wahlberg is Max Payne. Oh, so. God. A movie you thought you forgot existed. I did forget that existed. Thanks for bringing that back. <laughs> You're welcome. Maybe that's a future I hate you now watch. I don't know if I hate you guys that much. <laughs> All right. That was our breaking news. Now back to your regularly scheduled news. All right. So then the last bit of news in uh, some sad news. We lost a comic book legend this week. Uh, Steve Ditko, the uh, co-creator of characters like Spider-Man and Doctor Strange uh, passed away at the age of 90. Uh, his design work is something that kind of stood out for me as far as like the Spider-Man movies go. I didn't really read too many comic books back in the day uh, of his of his artwork, but I definitely knew his style. So um, another comic legend is lost. Joey. <laughs> uh, what can be said? It's an absolute legend of the comic industry. Uh created not just co-created spider-man because i mean obviously that's important so everything you see from those first like what 36 issues of spider-man like he had a hand in all that all the main spider-man villains just like everything about spider-man um so obviously you know that's going to be big but you know he also created other characters you know a lot of the charlton characters that moved over to dc like captain adam uh ted cord blue beetle mm-hmm. you know he had Created Doctor Strange, like just about everything in Doctor Strange, <laughs> Dormammu and, and Wong, all that stuff. So, I mean, the, the guy was amazing. I, what makes me just a little sad is he's also a freaking weirdo. Yeah, I, heard, I, I read um, about that, too. You know, knock on wood. Obviously, you don't want to speak ill of the dead, but, you know, he was a recluse. He never 
was out and about. He wouldn't do interviews. He wouldn't talk to uh, fans. He would write if you wrote him a letter, he would write back. That's the only thing because people have been posting letters that he sent bit to them mm-hmm. online. But outside of that, he didn't do anything. You know, and it, it, at least he was around. So like one of the things like with when Jack Kirby pa- has passed away, and now like the way nerd culture is, it's like it's sad to me that he didn't. Jack Kirby didn't get to be like on stage at San Diego Comic-Con like a member of the Beatles. Right. You know? <laughs> like right. he never got to experience that. Steve Ditko didn't want to experience that. He could have and he didn't want any part of it at all. Mm-hmm. So um, it just makes me a little sad that he would never did cons or shows or anything. And it would have been nice to shake his hand and, and, you know, tell him how much Spider-Man meant to me. I'm sure that he would have been sick of that real quick <laughs> the way he was. But, um, you know, it just it's sad. But other, that was what he wanted. So good for him he lived his life how he wanted to and he's an absolute legendary creator so rest in peace mr ditko mm-hmm. co-create oh and he created squirrel girl too just, you know. aubrey i got nothing okay that's all right. i'm not i'm not even sad when somebody close to me dies <laughs> i n- i hate that about myself but yeah it's true heart of stone is girl i love it i do i didn't even cry when Noah was born you're as cold as ice. Cannot break me. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. That's it for the news. All right. So I guess we'll jump into our main topic. We're going to talk about Marvel Studios, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, this is the, what, 20th movie? Mm-hmm. I think. 20th. 20th movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We all had a chance to see it. Without going into spoilers, what did you think? Aubrey. It was anticlimactic. Whoa. You're as cold as ice. Heart of stone. (laughs) (laughs) But you didn't hate it. I I was very indifferent about it. I wasn't really excited. I didn't completely hate it. I just didn't really care. All right. Mark? Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I didn't think it was, it wasn't as solid as a superhero movie, but I had a lot of fun watching it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Mark. I thought it was a lot of fun. That was really funny. Um, but you know, I wasn't like blown away by it or anything. It was, it was very different to watch after black Panther and infinity war earlier in the year. So Mm -hmm. it, it was very small compared to those. So. You know, I almost felt like the stakes weren't as high, even though, you know, in theory they will be because a lot of stuff for this movie is going to tie into Avengers 4. But I liked it. I liked that it was funny. I liked it. Um, anything non-spoiler you guys want to talk about before we just spoil the movie? No. Uh, I really did like all of the foreshadowing of what's going to what's going to be coming up next. You know what I mean? Like you don't they don't they don't say for sure what's going to happen. But I do like the fact that they threw kind of these like meatball clues of things to keep it, keep in mind as we move well, forward to the next one. There's one meatball clue in the, uh, in the after credit scene where Michelle Pfeiffer could have basically just turned to the audience <laughs> and said, here, pay attention to right. what I'm saying here for a second. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. It was, that was fantastic. Thank you so much for that. I non-spoiler the de-aging technology that they have. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> I just was like, the movie started, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how is this is this happening? How is this real? 
<laughs> which is good that they did it that way. It's good that it's gotten to the point where it's um, not super noticeable because the next movie takes place in the 90s and they're going to be using that technology a lot. Oh, they already uh, Kevin Feige already came out and said that Samuel Jackson and Clark Gregg are going to be de-aged like that for the entire movie. Oh, God, that, that money, <laughs> just, just pouring money into it. But that's about it for spoilers, uh, for non-spoilers. So Mark's going to play a sound drop and then we're going to just ruin the movie if you haven't seen it. So go away if you haven't. Come back later on. Otherwise, stick around. We're going to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp. One clear spoiler. Here's the spoiler. You will die alone. All right. Take it away, Mark. Ask me a question. Ask us questions about this movie. Um. All right. So you did talk about the uh, about the beginning of it. I thought it was really cool that they started off right where the last movie ended. Because uh, one of the things that really kind of... Uh, one of the things that I love is when they connect them together um, and it doesn't feel like there's been a big jump in time. Um, what did you guys think of how they set up, set up the movie, how they got the whole the whole thing started? Um, Aubrey. I don't know. You know, I like how they tie it all in together and everything like that. That that always means a lot to me in Marvel movies because I am one of those people that focuses on plot holes every two seconds. Um and so I like that I like that they seamed it all together. I just I feel as though I liked the beginning of the movie more than the end of the movie. Okay, you mean you like the the setup? Yeah, I like I like Paul Rudd as a character in the beginning. Once they introduce Hope and Hank, I feel as though that's when it started to go downhill for oh, me. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I guess I can kind of see that. Uh, Joey, what about you, man? What did you think of the, of the setup of this adventure? Uh, I liked it a lot. I liked uh, the, right away they get, you know, just like in Thor Ragnarok where they just dismiss stuff right off the bat so you don't have to worry about it anymore. You know, they're like, oh, okay, that's why you weren't in Infinity War. You're on house arrest. You couldn't leave the house. Yep. So I liked it a lot. And I do. I like uh, Hope and Hank Pym. Sorry, Aubrey. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I like Hope when she's battling and everything, but I think that her story, hers and Hank's story is just so selfish that for me, it doesn't really scream superhero because superheroes are super selfless. And for them, it's all about getting her mom back and who cares about anything else in the entire world. We got to get her mom back. And that got really annoying really quickly. Hmm. That's interesting. It's interesting. And, and the overusage of nicknames in this movie, like Paul Rudd calling his daughter Peanut and Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> calling Hope Jellybean, that got really annoying to me. Aww. I did not like that. All right. Um, have you, since you both have kids, have you guys ever set up in a, an elaborate playset <laughs> uh, like the Ant World that uh, that uh, Scott did for his daughter? No. <laughs> what about you, Aubrey? I barely make it out of bed. <laughs> I barely move faster than two miles per hour. You're as cold as ice. Yeah, I mean, I would love to. It's just the motivation, the time, and the money is just not my friend. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people felt the same way. I thought it was actually pretty cool. I could never, ever want to do something that elaborate, but I thought it was pretty fun that he kind of took her on a quote-unquote ant adventure. I thought that was cute. 
All right. So what do you guys think of the characters? What did you guys think of Walter Goggins as the businessman, dark dealings, bad guy, Aubrey? Walter Goggins was really cool. I liked him more than anything else. Really? Yeah. I don't even know why. Because he just, I just liked, he reminded me of something else. And I couldn't place what other freaking character he reminded me of. Tomb Raider. Well, I figured that one out, but he reminded it was like a different character from a different movie. Okay. But I actually liked him. I thought that he had like he wasn't as annoying. His character made sense. His story made sense. Him being like, I want this technology um, and they're going to give it to me and I'm going to be this bad guy because of it. Like that made sense to me. Nothing else made sense to me. All right. All right. Joy, what about you? How do you feel about Walter Goggins' character and his motivation? Uh, I love him. I've, I'll, I'll always love him for being in The Shield. <laughs> of course. Which was is the greatest television series of all time. And uh, <laughs> so anytime he's in anything, I get excited because it's like, yay, someone from The Shield is making money. Um, <laughs> but he basically was like, he was Walter Walton Goggins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there was no acting whatsoever. Like he could probably do this role in his sleep. Um, but it was great. I, I agree with Aubrey. I really liked him in it. I, I liked, uh, you know, it was just nice that he was just there kind of like an asshole and, uh, it helped move the story along. You know? And it was nice to see a friend of the show, Joshua Mickle in there for uh, 30 seconds, getting beat up by the wasp. Yeah. Right. I'm like, Hey, I know that dude. Would you so since you brought that up, Joey? What did you guys think of the fight scenes? The you know the shrinking and growing in the middle of the fight scenes. I know we we kind of saw it uh, in the first movie, but they really tried to amp it up and use it to the best of their abilities in this one. What did you think of that, uh, Joey? That was great. I, was, I really that was one of the things I really liked about the movie was how much they used the power their powers for uh, shrinking and growing and that kind of stuff. Whether it was the cars, I love that they had the Hot Wheels cars case mm-hmm. of different cars they could use. <laughs> that was great. Um, I liked when she was fighting the ghost at one point. Like, ghost is phasing, so she can't hit her, but she's also shrinking, so she can't hit her at the same time. So it, that was cool. I I thought they did a really good job using the superpowers in the movies, not just, you know, run into each other and punch and kick. Right. like some thought put to it. So I, I liked that. I liked that a lot. Aubrey, what about you? Were you impressed with any of the action scenes at all? Yeah, I mean, that was a redeeming quality of this movie was the action scenes. Because like Joey said, I mean, it's it's different from other Marvel movies because they're not just running at each other, punching and kicking and everything. They're actually using their abilities, which is very different from other movies where, you know, you just see them kind of doing co- hand-to-hand combat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do like that. Um, and I really liked ghost when she was fighting when she was speaking she was just kind of like a little annoying because she's very whiny <laughs> oh, that actually yeah that actually brings up my next question what did you think of ghost so you, you thought she was whiny yeah i did i felt as though she was super whiny like i did i did like how her and Lawrence fishburne kind of played off of each other and he was like you lay one hand on that girl i'm not helping you anymore yep. like i thought that that was a great scene and he did he did an amazing job but I felt as though she was like coming across as um, whiny and pathetic when she shouldn't have. All right. All right. Joey, what about you, man? What'd you think of Ghost? Oh, she's really hot. 
Wasn't that like our favorite part of Ready Player One was her? <laughs> yep. Pretty sure that was my favorite part of that movie. So, um, yeah, so it was hard to, f- to be uh, not cheering for her throughout the movie because she's smoking <laughs> hot. But um, I liked it. I just, you know, I almost felt like they tr- went too far to humanize her towards the movie. Like, you know, you understood why she was doing what she was doing. But, you know, it would have been nice. I felt like this movie didn't need that. This needed more of a mustache twirling villain. You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't need a sympathetic villain in this. It was fine to have a very generic... Uh, ha ha ha, I am the bad guy, ha ha ha, type guy in this type of movie. You know, that works. You know, it's good It's good in Infinity War to get, you know, 30 minutes of what Thanos is doing and why and, you know, kind of understand what he's doing. We didn't need that in this uh, silly Ant-Man Wasp movie. Yeah, I think um, because you're they're following, you know, Killmonger and Thanos, like what, whoever the villain was going to be in this one, you know, there's no way they could live up to that. To both of those. So I think having her be like really sympathetic is, was definitely the way to go. And you have Walton Goggins as the guy that, you know, quote unquote, mustache twirling villain. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I agree. Uh, Hannah John came in who plays Ghost is ridiculously beautiful. And uh, I just found out yesterday that she's on a TV show called The Killjoys. Right. So, uh, yeah, guess what I'm going to be watching this week? <laughs> <laughs> She reminds me oh. of um, Denise Huxtable. <laughs> That's who I kept yes. thinking it was. Every time I saw her was, was Jason Momoa's wife. Yeah, I can kind of see that. I can kind of see that. I do love that uh, Bob Layton's highlight of the uh, Ammon and Wasp premiere is that he got to take a picture next to her. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sounds like a highlight for anybody. Uh, seriously. All right. So, uh, so what would you guys think of the comedy of it? Like the scene of uh, Paul Rudd? As like a, a little kid in in a elementary school trying to trying to get the trophy that has uh, the suit, um, that kind of slapsticky comedy. What do you guys think of that, Aubrey? I don't know. It I I laughed at stuff, but I don't really remember what I laughed at. You know, it, it was so underwhelming that I don't remember it now. Mm-hmm. And. I did laugh. I chuckled at some stuff, but it wasn't like belly laughing like I did at Deadpool. Okay. All right. And it wasn't like the the first Ant Man was. I mean, there was times where it was like belly laughing, but it wasn't like that either. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Joy, what about you? Um, I thought the part that you just mentioned, where he was at the elementary school, yep, um, was fucking hilarious. Like, that was flat out laughter. The rest of it was mostly just like I wouldn't even say there was parts where like you laughed out loud, but it was just like smirking like enjoying what was happening yeah i guess uh, i i love uh lewis i could watch anything with that character in it at this point <laughs> he he was the star for me was lewis i love his stories i loved uh the running joke of truth serum mm-hmm. <laughs> that was funny um i would kill for uh avengers 4 to feature him and korg just hanging out and talking <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be great. But yeah, I mean, I thought it was funny. It's a funny movie. It was a fun, funny movie. But outside of that one scene, I, there wasn't anything just like obviously there wasn't anything where I was like, ah, I'm like falling on the floor laughing about. But it was good. It was funny. It was cute. I guess that's not really a good term for a superhero movie. But I don't know. It's just that that's what it was. Yeah, I think they kind of. Everyone, I, at least I was looking forward to the the Lewis story part of it, where he does that uh does that thing, and I and I appreciated that they they made it a decent size and they 
made it kind of elaborate than he did before. But it, that scene did feel kind of forced. You know what I mean? They, they feel like they they know they had to put it in there, and that was the only place that would kind of make sense. Um, but I'm, I'm glad it's in there. Not to say that I'm, I'm complaining. I'm, just, I'm glad it's in there, but I wish it was a little bit more organic. So what did you guys think of uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Janet coming back? Uh, Joey. Well, she wasn't really in it much. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was going to be in it more. Yeah, I was surprised at how little she was in the movie, but I, I guess she was fine. I mean, she didn't really do anything. <laughs> did you think Except she... Except to have magical hands yeah. that could cure ghosts <laughs> at the end. That wasn't really explained, but... Right, right. Did you think she was going to die at the end? No. No, 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 no. No? I thought for sure they were bringing her back just to kill her. I thought... That would good. No, there's no way. Because that wouldn't have fit the tone of the movie at all, so... <laughs> There was no way. <laughs> well, I figured, it was, Aubrey, what did you think of Michelle Pfeiffer coming back? You know, I, I have mixed feelings. Her and Michael Douglas together is just kind of weird for me. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Isn't he a lot older than her? And they look it, yeah. You know, but as a character, she didn't. Re- I didn't really feel as though she was developed. Like, I think I feel like if we had developed her a little bit more, I might have cared that she was saved. But we didn't, and therefore I do not. And she didn't really have a chance to shine as a as a person. So it just kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I thought for sure she was going to come back. Um, and the reason that a uh, ghost needed her was so that she can tap into that energy, so that she could, you know, survive. I thought for sure she was going to come back and sacrifice herself, or ghost was going to kill her to get her powers, but. No, everything ended nicely. It was very sweet. And uh, just for the record, Michelle Pfeiffer is 60. Yeah. And uh, Kirk, uh, Kirk. Kirk Douglas. Michael Douglas is 73. There you go. It's not too bad. Not too, too bad. How old is Catherine Zeta-Jones? Never mind. Don't oh. answer that. <laughs> oh, um, so what do you think she ate in the quantum realm? Quantums. <laughs> quantum burgers. Quantum tacos. I don't think you have to eat when you're there. You're so small, right? I don't know. Stop thinking about that stuff. <laughs> and Catherine Zeta-Jones is 48, by the yeah, way. I told you don't answer that. Good <laughs> Lord. Uh, all right. So then, all right. So let's uh, let's talk about the ending. Um, were you guys surprised by the big ending of, of uh, Scott going into the quantum realm to get some energy to help out Ghost and then getting trapped in there because of the finger snap? Uh, Aubrey. It just... The the whole ending for me was weird. I like the after credit scenes was nice because it kind of tied everything together. But the whole ending was just kind of like I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> All right. All right, Joey. What about you, man? How'd you feel about that uh, somewhat downer ending? Um, I actually I loved both those uh, after credit scenes. I was just pissed that they killed though they killed they they dusted the wasp too. So. We finally got her in the suit and ready to rock and roll and she has a movie and she's cool and now she's gone again. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it kind of felt like it debunked Iko the Rain Man's theory of like all of the newer people. No, I guess it doesn't. Cause Ant- no, because Ant-Man didn't disappear, So, but he's in the quantum realm. Yeah, do you think he didn't disappear because he's in a quantum realm? Or do you think he's just one of the lucky original Avengers that gets to stay? I think it's because he's in the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Joey? Um, I, it could be. I don't know. Maybe he <laughs> fell into a time vortex while he's down there. 
<laughs> All right. I'm glad you brought that up. So, Joey, please explain to me, what the hell is a time vortex? Should I be paying attention to that? Um, yes, you should, but I don't know what it is, but it's pretty clear. It's, it's very important. <laughs> it's Michelle Pfeiffer basically turns and stares at the screen to let you know that make sure you don't fall into a time vortex while you're down there. It's very fast, very dangerous. <laughs> that makes me wonder if his daughter is going to be the one that um, saves him. Well, friends, spoilers for uh, Avengers 4. What's the <laughs> spoiler? Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. Um, there are on-set photos of them in their costumes um, and sets from the first Avengers movie. And the only way to get with Ant-Man and Ant-Man wasn't there in the first Avengers movie. So the only way he gets there is by the time vortex. Dun, dun, dun. And they cast somebody as uh, his daughter, but like a teenager for Avengers four too. So, Oh, good. So it's going to be like interstellar. Right. <laughs> but a lot less stupid. <laughs> Hopefully with not as much mumbling. <laughs> I got to tell you that I loved the other after credit scene yeah except for they showed that in the commercials already right so but, didn't but feel the, special. Part, the thing i loved about it was not the ant playing the drums but the fact that the door to his house was open yeah <laughs> the tv had the emergency broadcast system on it you could hear sirens and stuff going on outside <laughs> so it was clearly after the snap <laughs> oh that's great so like half the population is gone and then this one ant's like man fuck it i'm just gonna play some drums well, he was programmed to do everything that Scott does every day. So he, he's still there playing the drums, soaking in the tub and watching TV all day. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But I, I love the fact that it looked like a zombie apocalypse movie for five seconds. And then all of a sudden there's an ant playing drums. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. I'd even I now that you mention it, that that absolutely makes sense. I did not catch that at the time that the door was wide open. So, yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, that's it. That's uh, that's pretty much it for Ant-Man. I, I thought it was was a nice palate cleanser after the uh, heartbreaking Infinity War. I enjoyed it. All right. Let's uh, let's get a score out of five. Uh, Aubrey, what do you got for us? Uh, it's like a three. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. It's just underwhelming. All right. Mark? Uh, I'm going to, well, it w- I would say like a 3.5 normally, but I'm actually going to boost it up to a four because of ghost and <laughs> because of the de-aging technology that they used on Lawrence Fishburne too. I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a four out of five. I also gave it a four out of five. Uh, like I said, I really liked it. It's not, uh, I'm not like gonna go see it again in the movie theater and i'm certainly not like raging with love for it but it was it was a good movie it was fun the kids liked it it was it was just fun it was nice to not have the entire balance of the universe (laughs) hanging over our heads for the whole movie it was just goofy fun so uh, i gave it a four out of five cool so that's gonna take care of ant-man and the wasp let's see if anybody's got any recommendations for our listeners out there aubrey uh, you know, Jurassic World Evolution just came out, and it's actually pretty fun. It's like playing Roller Coaster Tycoon, but with uh, dinosaurs. Um, so, more like Zoo Tycoon, I guess I should say, but with dinosaurs. So, <laughs> you, cre- you create your own Jurassic Park, you genetically modify your own dinosaurs, you make them and everything like that, but you can modify them, um, which is kind of cool. You have three different areas of specialties, so you can... Um, 
specialize in security. You can specialize in science and research, and you can um, in all of that stuff. So you can in uh, you can specialize in entertainment. So you can either have an entertainment value where you hype up the entertainment, make the park as dangerous as possible. You can hype up the research aspect of it, so you genetically modify as many dinosaurs as possible, or you can beef up the security where you're constantly creating dangerous situations but testing your team in order to save you in those. So in it's really cool. I like it. I don't think it's worth buying right now. Well, it's $60. I think everybody should come back and get it when it's probably like 40 or 30. All right. Can I dress up as uh or can I play as a uh, Bryce Dallas Howard in heels and run through the park? No, but you know what? She is actually in the movie or in the game. She does make an appearance in the game. So does um, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Henry Wu, mm-hmm. um, and a couple of other people as well. All right. That sounds pretty cool. I am, I'll look forward to the uh, Bryce Dallas Howard dating simulator. I'll be picking that one up. <laughs> um, what about you, Mark Ellis? What do you got for us? Uh, yeah, if you guys have Hulu, uh, they have a lot of the uh, DC animated films on there. Um, I don't know exactly when it started. I want to say it started soon because I don't really remember seeing them on there before. But they have uh, the uh, Throne to Atlantis and uh, Teen Titans vs. Justice League, uh, the Judas Contract, Justice League Dark, like a whole bunch of the uh, DC animated universe TV or not not TV movies, but straight to DVD movies. Um, and I've been, I've been going through them and, uh, I didn't realize that after the flashpoint one, it's kind of a connected universe. Like each story kind of leads into the next story. So, uh, it's actually pretty cool. I'm enjoying, uh, Damien Wayne and, uh, I'm enjoying, uh, I'm enjoying Cyborg's character. I'm not on board with the whole Superman and Wonder Woman love story, but all a big chunk of those animated movies are there. So, uh, check them out. They're on Hulu. Don't worry. Uh, DC Rebirth wipes that away. So. <laughs> Damn it. It's a good thing. That's why we get Superman married to Lois Lane with uh, his son, Jonathan, which is a million times better than uh, dating Wonder Woman. I'll, I'll take your I'll take your word for it. Do you think when that happened, Wonder Woman was like, Kal No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I will suggest that people go to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can check out the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page. Streaming picks movie reviews from Adam and Mark Ellis and so much more. So wizardpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes slash Apple podcasts. Listen to us on Spotify or just about any podcatching app under the sun and uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes or uh, podknife.com. And we'll try to read them on the show when we remember. And uh, that's about it. So wizardpodcast.com. Check it out. Uh, recommendations. I guess uh, I'll say Luke Cage uh, season two. I'll echo uh, Mark from last week. Just try to power through that first uh, 90% of the first episode and then do like I do and keep a notepad next to you and try to keep a running tally of how much money Luke Cage must spend on clothes. Because <laughs> it seems like every five seconds his shirt is getting shot up with bullet holes or he's getting burned. or <laughs> He never seems to run out of hoodies or, <laughs> or pants or anything. So God bless him. But that is going to be my suggestion. And that's going to do it for us this week on episode number 200. And five. So was podcast. I don't know what we're doing next week. We got to talk about that off line in meat space, but uh, I'm sure it'll be exciting and new just for you. 
So on behalf of my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Noah, can you say bye? Bye, Josh. No, it's not Josh. <laughs> bye, world. <laughs> Goodbye, cruel world. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. All right, you guys have a great week, Wakanda forever. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. Episode 205 of the So Wizard Podcast in the books. We'll see you next week. Good journey.